Good morning, everyone. And although it's a cold morning, a very warm welcome to worship with Paisley St George's. You're welcome whether you are with us online or in person, whether you are worshipping with us for the first time or the thousand and first time. You are welcome to take a moment just to welcome the folks around about you. Rejoice and be glad because the Lord is coming to open blind eyes, to make the deaf hear and make the lame leap like athletes. So let joy and gladness abound and be done with sorrow and sighing. Let us worship God by standing, if able, and that standing, if able, not if able to sing, as somebody said to me. So let's worship God by standing, if able, to sing hymn number 305 in the bleak midwinter. And we're going to sing verses 1, 2 and 5. to do now? Freya. We need to light the candles, don't we? Now, I'm struggling to remember who's already lit candles. 
<laughs> I, I thought you hadn't Freya and you haven't Alexander and Ben, have you? No. So what, how many candles have we got to light this morning? Three. So I've got one, two, three people. How good is that? So would you three like to come out? So that's okay. And let's get me organised. Oh. Oh. There we go. Freya, would you like to light one? Thank you. So we light the first candle to say that we believe in the healing light of God. Thank you. And I think what we'll do is we'll cheat here. It's easier for the smaller people. So you like to light the second candle. Thank you, Alexander. There we go. We light the second candle to affirm that we believe in the power of forgiving love. And Ben, oops, that was a wee bit squint, but never mind, it'll light. There you go, you can blow the taper out. Thank you. So we light the third light to remember all who are unjustly imprisoned and those who suffer for their faith around the world. We believe it is God's will to bring all into the glorious freedom of the children of God. And can you remember what our Advent hy- our hymn that we've been singing after we lit the candles is? Shine, Jesus, shine. Yeah, so let's sing the first verse and chorus of 448, Lord, the love of The light of your love is shining. Shine, Jesus, shine. let's come to God in prayer. Let's pray. Lord God, we have gathered to praise you, to worship you as Father, Son and Spirit, one God. Almighty God, we praise your greatness. The blessings you shower upon us show you to be a God of grace, for we deserve little of your favour. 
Almighty God, we praise your weakness that you chose to share our life in Jesus, your Son, for the sake of us all. Almighty God, we praise your strength, opposing pride and stubborn wills, and feeding hungry hearts and lifting humble souls. Almighty God, we praise your name, maker, mender, muse, one God forever and ever. Living God, thank you for the opportunity to reflect and think about scripture together. We know that sometimes to doubt is to grow, so forgive us when we allow our doubts to diminish us. Sometimes looking back helps us to advance, so forgive us when we allow our memories to cripple us. Sometimes recognising our tiredness can lead to real rest. So forgive us when we allow our weariness to demoralise us. Forgive us and help us to glimpse your presence in our lives and in our world that we may negotiate all obstacles to our faith and be empowered afresh in Jesus' name. Reliable God, you heal us when we are wounded. You free us when we are bound. You reassure us when we wobble. And when we lose sight of you, you show us your love in action and your presence with us. Thank you, holy, humble, here and now God. Thank you. And hear us as we pray in Jesus' words. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. Good morning, boys and girls. And do you know what? I have forgotten to bring my bag in, so I'm hoping that Pamela might go to the vestry for it. <laughs> Thank you. I think it's lying there. If it's not, I don't know where I've put it. And we'll need to, I'll need to improvise a wee bit. But I've got a question for you. And I don't know where I can put this easily, because it's... Right, you're just going to have to make do with me get down on the floor. I've got a glass, okay. Do you think that I can pick that glass up without touching it with any part of my body? Yes, you think so? Why do you think so? Thank you. I could use what? A litter picker? I don't, that's a good idea. But I've not, got, I've not got a litter picker, but that was a good idea. What do the rest of you think? A magnet? Would a magnet work to pick up glass? don't think so. A lid? Oh, because the lid isn't from the glass, so if I were to put a lid on top of the glass, okay. Ben? A fork, yeah, I could probably be yeah, but do you know what? But I can lift it if I'm willing, if you like, to give of myself my breath now. 
There we go. That's on the carpets. I don't think it would. And I trust the balloon. So, that's quite interesting, isn't it? So if I give of myself, use my breath, I could lift that glass. So, if this glass were a person, I could help, once I get up, I could help him or her by giving of myself as well, by giving my time, my concern, my sympathy, perhaps my money. I wonder what else we could give to help someone else. Any ideas? Toys, and we've done that this morning, haven't we? We've brought our toys to help boys and girls who don't have as much as we have. Anything else, you think? Yes, to give them a Christmas tree for Christmas. Because they might not have money to buy a Christmas tree, that's very true. And you can help people by carrying their shopping. You could help folks at home by tidying your bedroom. <laughs> or helping with the washing up. Or putting things in the dishwasher. Or even just putting things where they belong. But you know, when I found out about this trick with the balloon, I went around my house trying to pick up different containers, different sizes and shapes. And guess what? It worked every time. It was great fun to lift all these glasses. And I was trying to think, oh, what about that? What about that? What else could I try? But you know, it made me realise that we can learn something else important from all of this because there is a great reward, a joy, a happiness that comes from knowing someone is happier because we took the time and trouble to help him or her. Because Jesus came to help others and we know that he wants us to do the same. And the amazing truth is that we're not just helping others in a way, but we're also gaining ourselves. And you're going, why is that? Well, usually I get really out of puff when I blow up balloons and I can't blow up more than two or three at a time. But you know, I was enjoying this so much in my house that I didn't run out of breath. And when I forgot about myself, I could do so much more than I thought. And it's the same when we're busy thinking about helping other people, thinking about the needs of other people. Our own problems, very often, grown-ups would say, come into perspective a wee bit. We maybe think a bit less about our own problems. They become a wee bit smaller. And as you've already told me today, we've brought our gifts for children who are not as blessed as we are. And you know, it's really interesting the things that folk can do to help because I have complained before about being cold in here. Now, I have got a waistcoat on that one of the ladies who was a member here and an elder here knitted for me after I complained about being cold. <laughs> Eleanor Carr. I know, so it's really lovely how we can see ways to help people. So, as I said, we've brought our gifts for children who are not as blessed as we are. So let's pray. Lord Jesus, it is good to share your love by helping others. Today we have brought gifts of toys for boys and girls who do not have as much as we do. Bless these gifts and the children and families who receive them. May they know that they come with the gift of our love. We ask all this in the name of Jesus Christ, who loved us and loves us. Amen. We're going to sing of giving to others in our next hymn. It's from St George's Praise, the wee blue book, and it's number 43, The Wise May Bring Their Learning.
So number 43, the wise may bring their learning. you go away I've got a wee question for you what's going to happen next Sunday oh a puzzle to you as well they don't know yet all right okay well we are all expecting you next Sunday is the Sunday when you would normally do your nativity I think it's going to be different this year but you are going to be doing something next Sunday and we all look forward to hearing and seeing that next Sunday. So you're away to find out what you're doing next Sunday. Good. Okay, I will see you later. Have a good time. I like your top, Ben. Good 99% of the time. That seems fair enough to me. I think we're all allowed to make not so good 1% of the time. And now we turn to the rest of the intimations. This afternoon we are holding a blue Christmas service in the church at 2.30pm. This will be a quiet, reflective service for everyone who struggles a wee bit with all the glitz and the celebration and the noise of Christmas. Letters have gone out to all those who have been bereaved within the past year, inviting them to come. But as with all our services, all are welcome. Community support team, this is a busy time for everyone. Christmas gift service today, as we see the clothes line that is growing by the day, it will be there until the middle of January, and there are also buckets at the door for donations of toiletries and cleaning products. 
And really, a big thank you to everyone for all your generosity. The next Connect Hub will be on Tuesday, the 10th of January, 2023. And the next Bible study will also be on Tuesday, the 10th of January. Connect Hub is at 1.30 and the Bible study is at 7, at 7 p.m. The Guild Christmas dinner is tomorrow night. I'm sure those of you that are going are looking forward to that. So have a lovely time. The Guild resumes on Monday the 16th of January and it's back to evenings in January. A very big thank you to everyone who supported the Young Church at Ice Cream Sunday. The children chose the charities Water Aid and Guide Dogs for the Blind. And with their hard work and the help of many, many people and everyone's generosity, they raised a whopping £533.90. So everyone's support for that was really appreciated. The Flower Committee list is on the communion table, so if you wish to make donation of flowers for a particular date, the list is there. And the ladies of the Flower Committee are very grateful for all the support we receive from members. And we are very grateful to the Flower Committee too for the way in which the flowers not only grace our church Sunday by Sunday, but they're then sent to people in their homes and they're received very warmly. It's lovely to be able to let people know that we are thinking of them. There is one additional intimation that's not in the order of service, and it is the Carols by Candlelight. Carols by Candlelight will be held next Sunday, the 18th of December, at 7pm. All are welcome at this. There will be performances by various people. I don't know what will happen. You will also get the chance to sing. It is a donation at the door in aid of the Tannehill Arts and Heritage Fund. Now, when I spoke with the youngsters, I spoke of giving of our time and our talents to help other people. To help other people and to serve Jesus in the world. And we've sung of that in our hymns. We heard of bringing to God the little duties that we do every day and hearts that love him. So this morning we're going to mark the service of four people to God, sorry, five people. I miscounted, I'm not very good at counting. I've only, I should be able to manage it, it all goes in one hand. Five people to God through serving within this congregation. Four of them have all served as <coughs> elders for many years. Irene Woods, Jack Martin, Ewan McVicker and Barbara Morrison. So, and we also have a long service certificate for our treasurer. So if I could ask you to come out and Stephen and Muriel, I think you're presenting the certificates and I think there are flowers here as well, tucked under the table. So. I'll leave those there. They could, they could have been given after, but never mind. So, don't be shy. So,
So these long service certificates are presented to mark your years of dedicated to service to God. They've been signed by the moderator in Green Shields. And Gavin, you've served the church as treasurer for over 30 years, keeping the accounts, balancing the books, a task that is demanding week by week and year by year. The elders you've served in your districts and in so many ways within this session to serve God, and we do really appreciate it. But before you go to sit down, let's pray. Lord God, we thank you for all the years of service offered by Irene, Jack, Ewan, Barbara and Gavin. In their own quiet ways, they have offered so much to you by serving others as elders and treasurer. Lord, bless Irene, Jack, Ewan, Barbara and Gavin as they continue to serve you in this congregation of Paisley St George's. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, I think they deserve a round of applause. That warm a hand up as well. After the service, a picture, right? We turn now to scripture, which we read for us by Moira Campbell. Scripture reading today comes from Isaiah 35, verses 1 to 11. The desert, the desert will rejoice and flowers will bloom in the wilderness. The desert will sing and shout for joy. It will be as beautiful as the Lebanon mountains and as fertile as the fields of Carmel and Sharon. Everyone will see the Lord's splendour, see his greatness and power. Give strength to hands that are tied and to knees that tremble with weakness. Tell everyone who is discouraged, be strong and don't be afraid. God is coming to your rescue, coming to punish your enemies. The blind will be able to see and the deaf will hear. The lame will leap and dance and those who cannot speak will shout for joy. Streams of water will flow through the desert. The burning sand will become a lake and dry land will be filled with springs where jackals used to live. Marsh grass and reeds will grow. There will be a highway there called the Road of Holiness. No sinner will ever travel that road. No fools will mislead those who follow it. No lions will be there. No fierce animals will pass that way. Those whom the Lord has rescued will travel home by that road. They will reach Jerusalem with gladness, singing and shouting for joy. They will be happy forever, forever free from sorrow and grief. The second reading is Matthew 10, verses 2 to 11. When John the Baptist heard in prison about the things that Christ was doing, he sent some of his disciples to tell him, Tell us, they asked Jesus, are you the one John said was going to come? or should we expect someone else? Jesus answered, Go back and tell John what you are hearing and seeing. The blind can see, the lame can walk. Those who suffer from deaded skin diseases are made clean. The deaf hear, the dead are brought back to life, and the good news is preached to the poor. How happy are those who have no doubts about me. When John's disciples were leaving, Jesus spoke about him to the crowds. When you went out to join in the desert, what did you expect to see? A blade of grass bending in the wind. 
What did you go out to see? A man dressed up in fancy clothes. People who dress like that live in palaces. Tell me, what did you go to, out to see? A prophet? Yes, indeed. But you saw much more than a prophet. For John is one of whom the scripture says, God said, I will send my messenger ahead of you to open the way for you. I assure you that John the Baptist is greater than anyone who has ever lived, but the one who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than John. Amen. Thank you, Moira. We continue in our worship with hymn 316, Love Came Down at Christmas. Hymn 316. said Archbishop Desmond Tutu as he was about to lead worship in an English cathedral. Hush, can you hear the butterflies in my tummy? In a strange way, it's reassuring to think of a man such as Archbishop Tutu experiencing nerves like the rest of us. On today's Gospel reading, John the Baptist is also beset by uncertainty and anxiety. John is imprisoned. He's imprisoned because he had dared to speak out against Herod Antipas and he's been flung into prison. And this must have been especially hard for John. Remember, he was a Nazarite, a man who'd spent his days in the desert, in the open air, surrounded by big skies, limitless horizons, and now here he is, confined to a small cell. And in this small cell, He's suddenly doubtful of the message that he has been proclaiming so boldly. But somehow or other, he's managed to send his disciples to ask Jesus, are you the one John said was going to come? Or should we look for another? Well, Jesus' answer was to point to the practical ways that his work was making a difference to people's lives. We're not told if this comforted John or if he died still full of doubt. But if anything was going to restore John's confidence in Jesus, 
It surely would be this message, the message of healing, the blind having sight restored, the lame walking, everything that had been foretold by the prophet Isaiah. And we can all add other examples from the Bible of just what Jesus did in his short time of ministry. And today, people still serve God by sharing his love with others. We've recognised the long service of Gavin, Barbara, Jack, Irene and Ewan. Around this church is the washing line festooned with gifts for others. Some bought, some knitted, some knitted with wool given. Today, we've brought gifts to be shared with folk who have little. And we all recognise that financially things are hard for many this year. And each one of us, I am sure, does our own little bit to try to share the love of the Lord in practical ways. As I thought about following Jesus, I thought about followers. And we can hardly not have noticed the followers of England and other World Cup teams. For television is dominated by the World Cup. Yesterday's lunchtime news, they were speaking to English fans in Qatar. And in a celebrity culture, people will travel miles to see their heroes. In the Gospel, Jesus comments on that same human desire to touch the fringe of the lives of the famous. And he asked, why did people go to see John? Was it because of his wealth or his fine clothes? Hardly. They wanted to see a prophet, to hear the word of God flowing through him and to experience God's forgiveness. John and Jesus were countercultural celebrities, even in their own time. They didn't fit in with the expectations of a prophet of the Messiah. And what was it about them that gave them status and appeal? For Christian, as Christians today, we too are called to share the message of God and his love for all people. We're to share the story of Jesus Christ, God's son. And this time coming up to Christmas is a time when folks' hearts might be a wee bit more open to thinking about this, to hearing and responding to the message, to the message that has to be central to Christmas, the message that Jesus was born to change the world. And each one of us here, we're disciples of Jesus. The word disciple means somebody who's learning. And no matter how long we've been following him, we still have much to learn. Can you think back to when you were learning to ride a bike? Some of you, that may have been a long time ago. Some of you, maybe not so long ago. And others, maybe never mastered it. I don't know. But if you were learning to ride a bike, one of the most difficult times is when you slow down and you start to wobble because of a lack of momentum. And in the gospel, John had come to a juddering halt. It appears as if his faith is faltering because he has time to think. He's in prison, he's not outdoing, he's in prison with all the thoughts going round and round in his mind. But despite being in prison, John still has followers. He may be in a perilous position and filled with doubts and fears, but there are still people willing to take risks to help him. And that's true for us, even when we find ourselves in dungeons of doubt or experiencing the dark night of the soul. 
just take a moment to think. Maybe it's you, yourself, that's in a time of darkness. Or perhaps it's a friend or a neighbour who's experiencing difficulties just now. Bereavement or illness or threat of losing a job. But people who need our help, our support, our love, our prayers. For remember, where we cannot see a practical way to help someone, we can pray. We can take it to our Lord in prayer. But when John asks the question of Jesus, are you the Messiah? Jesus didn't give a straight answer, but he points to the things he has done, echoing the prophecy that we heard read from Isaiah. But Jesus leaves John to make his own judgment. And we have to make our own decisions too. And the opposite of doubt is not faith, but certainty. Faith, faith involves living with doubt and darkness. And the term dark night of the soul, well that's closely associated with another John, John of the Cross, a 16th century mystic. And it's become associated for many with an experience that involves profound challenges to a person's sense of who they are and what they believe. And in the original poem, John of the Cross embraces the experience as a time of transformation and spiritual growth. And many people have noted that if you think about seeds, when you plant a seed, they germinate in the dark. And some seeds need to be overwintered. They need to be frozen before they can grow. And the point is that this too can be true of spiritual growth. Sometimes it is after a place in the darkness, a time in the darkness, or a time of feeling on the edge and cold. It's only after that that we start to grow. And sometimes it's when we stop or are forced to stop by some outside circumstances that we allow ourselves time to think. How often are we so busy, and the run up to Christmas is a good example of this, how often are we so busy that we don't give ourselves time to think? And with John the Baptist, when he asked his question, sent the question to Jesus, Jesus, somewhat like a modern politician, didn't answer the question directly. But he gave John more food for thought. Unfortunately, we don't know what conclusion John came to before his grisly end. Remember, he was beheaded on the whim of a young woman. But what is clear is that John the Baptist, this hero of the faith, was learning more about the God he served and the Messiah he prepared the way for, right up to that point. Jesus affirmed the part that John had played in preparing for his own ministry. And do we affirm the folks who have helped us in faith or who've served previous generations even when they feel that their day is done or that we're maybe not doing things the right way? This morning we've recognised the service of five members of this congregation and it's not given to us to know just how their service and their visits have supported others. So we may never be the finished article we may go through many dark nights of the soul on many issues, but it's said that we should not forget in the dark what we've learned in the light. Sometimes, maybe too, we need to remember in the light what we've learned in the dark. And this season of Advent, with long hours of darkness, 
is a time to think, a time to prepare, to remember the words of Isaiah, the desert will rejoice, everyone will see the Lord's splendour. God is coming to your rescue, despite our fears and anxieties, God promises joy. Despite our loss and grief, God promises joy. Despite our neediness and lack of resources, God promises joy. Despite ourselves, God promises joy. In the arid places, water will gurgle up. In the barren places, life will sprout. Frozen wastes of heart and lives will be lovingly thawed and nurtured and infused with joy. We cannot stop it. God infiltrates our best efforts and our worst and causes joy to bubble up in the hopeless places. However unlikely it may seem, be prepared to experience promised joy, the promised joy of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So let's sing of this joy in our next hymn, the hymn 320, Joy to the World, the Lord is Come. will sing our anthem and as they sing the anthem our offering will be brought forward during this and I'm looking at all these gifts on the table and I'm thinking where are we putting the offering but when you bring the offering forward if you hand it to me we'll put it on the table behind the gifts and then our gifts of money will join these other gifts on the table and remember as the offerings are brought forward with our gifts of money we are also offering to God the gifts of our very beings our skills our talents our love 
So the choir will now sing the anthem for us. prayers this morning will be led for us by Moira. Dear Lord, we dedicate our offerings to you. We are glad that we can afford to do so, the money being used for the help of others less fortunate. And now prayers for others. Lord, your world is in turmoil from government to the services that keep our country turning. We pray for your wisdom and guiding hand to help us navigate the turmoil. Your people are worried the rising costs and the ability to keep warm as heating bills soar. As we come to celebrate your birth, born in a lowly stable, we pray for those sleeping rough in our cities such as Glasgow, Edinburgh and London. We pray to find help and a place to stay not the cardboard city that some have built from themselves. We pray for our minister and congregation. We pray for those who suffer from illness awaiting results or mental stress. We pray for the people of Jersey as they come to terms with the explosion that destroyed homes. Our thoughts go out to the families of those lost at sea caused by the collision of two ships. We pray for our young people coming up to set exams at the cope while strikes are being held that upsets the learning schedules. We pray for all those who have lost everything, fleeing from their homes to avoid capture or possible death. We pray for the missing that they may be found safe and well. We pray in your holy name. Amen. Thank you, Moira. We close this morning's service of worship by singing hymn number 281, People Look East, the time is near of the crowning of the year, hymn number 281.
prayer and blessing could I remind you that tea and coffee is served in the hall after worship and from previous experience the hall will be lovely and warm so if you need a heat head that way let's pray Lord as we go out into the world may we be signs of your coming kingdom as we struggle through the dark may we know that you are here with us and as we walk the way of faith may we know that your faithfulness is deeper than our doubts and the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be with you and all whom you love this day and forevermore. Amen.